Okay, the intro music's playing. That must mean it's time for another episode of What is Past is Prologue. I am the past. And I am the prologue, still here at home. Yeah, about it. Yeah. So that uh, doing those Saturday classes uh, paid off for a extra long vacation time for you. Yeah, so how about that? Are huh? you going nuts? A little bit, because normally this would be my last week of school. I'd be having finals this week, so I'm kind of adjusting to that. But yeah. Well, I've been enjoying having you home. I've been enjoying being home. It's going to be weird now that I've been gone two months, and they'll be like, hey, now for school again. I'm like, what do I have to? <laughs> so, um, uh, quick, before we get into our um, our main topic, uh, you just told me there's been some Mass Effect news. Uh, yes, um, I've, I only read this on one source, so please don't take me as the authoritative be all end all of this but authority yes as much as i love mass effect and as huge a fan i am i am not bioware so unfortunately i would own bioware if i could but so we but talked not about not ea <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead no but uh so we talked about mass effect in our last episode because we're both huge fans it's our favorite game series and we talked about potentially uh, what the new Mass Effect game coming out is going to be, and apparently it has been confirmed that it is not a sequel to Mass Effect Andromeda, which was pretty widely like considered mediocre. And there was much rejoicing. Yes, I I, <laughs> I was very happy about that. I don't even I don't like I mentioned I don't if they make it a prequel I don't want it to be a prequel, but honestly I'll take one. I just want it to be in the original galaxy again. <laughs> So, but we still don't know if it's Shepard and crew. Yeah, it's we, probably not. <laughs> but, yeah, probably not. But that's okay. Or at the very least, even if the crew show up, I don't think Shepard will be there. So, so well, that's cool. Yeah. So. At least we got a little news. So if you're interested at all in that, now you know. <laughs> so um, this, normally we talk about geeky stuff and really this isn't so geeky. Less geeky than normal. But... It is something that we're both pretty passionate about. Yeah. And we are going to geek out about it. It's right. just a pretty well-loved thing. So, and that is our taste in music. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I expect us to be fairly widely varied in this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely more so than we are in other stuff. You'll hear a lot more range of opinions because on Mass Effect, we have a lot of the same opinions yeah. just because we're like, it's just kind of obvious after you played it so many times what's good and what's not, but... Yeah, something like this is a little more different than our usual lists. So, um, before we get into um, the the music, though, um, what's your favorite thing about COVID? Uh, um, well, uh, did I did I uh, did I tell you this before? Did I make a joke about this? I'm trying to remember if this was know. a what's running. What's your favorite bit. thing? My favorite thing about COVID, just in general. Um, I guess my favorite thing about COVID is that uh, all the cleaning protocols that they've added to businesses should be used. Yeah, that's not terrible. Yeah, um, I think that there are some that they should keep. I think places that are like, especially like you think like Target or Walmart, like all the cleaning stuff they have to have around nowadays. I'm like, you could keep that after yeah. and I'd be fine. I, I think that this is kind of going to be the new normal. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I am too. But uh, so my favorite thing is when I am forced to work from home, no pants. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't have that luxury because if I stand up without pants on in the middle of class and forget I'm not wearing pants because I do get up sometimes and go like grab things, I can't sh like moon my entire class with just my underwear on. That's yeah, rude. So Fundar the Barbarian t-shirt. 
and no pants. Yeah. That's the way to work. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, yeah. I understand that. Okay. I can wear pajamas, though. Pajama, wearing pajamas to school is fun. They don't know. So let's talk about music. Yes, let's. Um, so everyone in our family is, um, uh, well, let me put it a different way. No one in our family is musically inclined oh, as far no. as. God, no. <laughs> I Ew. can't carry a note in a bucket. I can sing. If you watch me try and dance, it's like a robot that kind of has the grace of a human, but you can tell it's a robot because the <laughs> limbs don't move right. But uh, all of us enjoy music. I would say that of the four of us, you and I are probably the most passionate or feel the most depth about our music. I, I would agree with that. Um, I'm, I am pretty happy to say about our family is that we enjoy, even though a lot of our like bass tastes are the same, we have a wide variety of music in our family. We don't just stick to like one band or one genre. We're pretty widely spread and we all feel different things about different bands. And I like that. Yeah, I buy that. Um, and... So, and when I say that we feel a lot of depth about music, I can hear um, a guitar solo, and it'll make the hair on my arms stand up. I, I mean, I just, I, I really, get, I can really get emotional just from something like that if it's done well. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, anyone who has ever lived with me ever knows I like to listen to a lot of instrumental soundtracks, and I like to listen to things that are big, things that like engulf, the like engulf you in the sound. I love stuff like that, so I definitely like that immersion that you're kind of talking about. And um, to give you a, a, an idea about that, um, it's been a few years now, but they did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 25th anniversary, and uh, Tom Hanks label Playtone recorded it they weren't going to record it and uh, he did and i got to see a lot of old acts bb uh, king played um they even had jerry lee lewis out there though they shouldn't have Smokey <laughs> robinson same thing but uh then you get into stuff like um metallica playing with uh ozzy osbourne yeah that's badass <laughs> yeah and you get into uh bruce springsteen on stage with Tom Morello. Oh God, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> that man, he can, I love him. He sings great. He needs to learn to talk for like 10 minutes less in everything he yes, does. Yes, and, and he needs more than two guitar moves. Yes. He's either just uh, cranking up and down on it or it looks like he's crapping his old man pants. Yeah, it's like, he I rem he was at the Tony Awards a few years back, I remember, because I my theater here at home has a, uh, they have, we have a Tony party every year that we're open, not closed for COVID. And I saw, because he had a musical and he was on stage, and he was playing and talking for so long. I'm like, just sing, Bruce. Please, sing. Bruce, sing. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Well, so my, my big thing when he got out there with Morello was that he actually had a guitar strapped on and was playing. I'm like, you have one of the greatest guitar players of our generation on stage with you, and you're playing your guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Morello played... It was night and day. Bruce, like I said, he looked like he was crapping his old man pants. Morello, it looked effortless. Yes. And uh, they said when he got backstage, B.B. King was sitting there in his wheelchair, and B.B. asked Morello for a guitar lesson. <laughs> yeah. How surreal would that That'd be? That would be insane. So. And it's like, are you going to deny B.B. King a guitar lesson? I don't think so. But if you, uh, if you guys... Uh, haven't gotten to see the 25th anniversary special you you really ought to go back and take a look at there's a lot of classic acts that come out there yeah 
So I, I didn't know Fergie could sing until that, that concert. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things where it's like, sometimes it's like you know a person's a good singer. Like, I, did, I knew, like, intrinsically, like, Lady Gaga was a good singer. But until I heard, I think it was the Oscars one year, and I heard her, I'm like, oh my god, how did I forget? She's amazing. Yeah. Lady Gaga's a freaking force nature you know she's got a good voice i'm not i'm not gonna say that her her range is the best but she's got a good voice but and she knows what she's doing with it (laughs) yeah much better than uh, a lot of the acts out there yeah i like her a lot shout out to lady gaga um okay so um let's talk about some of our uh bests or um underrateds yeah yeah we can definitely start there uh most obvious place to start uh favorite band if you ha- if if you put a solo artist there, obviously band solo artist doesn't matter. Yeah, who's uh, yours? Uh, everyone who knows me, I promise you, I've told them who my favorite band is, and it's obvious because I have like three of their shirts. I love Green Day to freaking death. They are my favorite band. They are. Yeah. They've been making music for thirty three years now. Didn't Dookie come out even before you were born? Dookie came, Dookie and Insomniac are two of my favorite albums of theirs, and they came out before I was born. Uh, the I think. Warning was the album of theirs that came out the year I was born or the year after. And but uh, American Dookie had Idiot. two really big hits on it. Oh, yes. Um, uh, Basket Case, Longview. Those were the two. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to Paradise, which was originally yeah, on. That was not yeah. as big. but yeah. No, but they redid it from another album, so they liked it enough to kind of remix it a little bit. And everyone knows the Dookie version, so yeah, they're my favorite. I love them to death. Um, so I love Green Day. Yeah. Um, Journey. Uh, yeah, I, I think of all the answers on the list, I knew that one. Yeah. I think that I was, that's the one I'm least uh, surprised about. Has, has been my uh, favorite band for a long time. Yes. Steve Perry. Um, the other singers, what, you know, fine, but, uh, Steve Perry to me is journey, uh, Neil Sean on guitar. Um, uh, and they've got so much material out there. Um, their best of album is, uh, I bet most people, at least in my age group, could probably sing along with the entire Best Of album. Yeah, that's fair. I can almost do that. There's a couple of their Best Of albums, because I actually own their Best Of album, but um, I only, I think there's maybe two that I don't remember all the lyrics to, but yeah, I feel that. Um, so let's talk a second before we before we go any farther. Have you been to any concerts that just completely blew you away? Um. I think there were aspects of every concert I've been to that did. I think the one that really, I, I did, I have seen Green Day in concert, but um, I think if you asked me to pick the concert where it was pretty much exactly what I expected a concert experience to be like, it was the ACDC concert we went oh, to. Oh man, that was that fun. was it, the like the original band was all there. Uh-uh, well, Mal- not, Mal- not, not, not Malcolm. Malcolm was yeah, it? sorry, he, everyone yeah. but Malcolm was there because he was not doing so well even then. Yeah, dementia. Yeah, it was pretty sad. But for the most part, the original band was there, and that was before. Wasn't didn't uh, Guns N' Roses lead singer take over their Axl Rose took yeah. over later? But so yeah. The, yeah, this was before that. This was I, Brian Johnson. I was fifteen, maybe fourteen. And I, we're huge ACDC fans in this house, and we were so excited. So we that like that it was kind of the quintessential rock concert experience. I think everyone should see a rock concert at least once in their lives. Yeah, I agree. Um, the opening act was like somebody local, so I didn't even know them, and they were yeah whatever. Yeah, but, they were fine. <laughs> um, ACDC still puts on a good show. They uh, sound like they sound on the records. That's mostly true. Uh, the music did. 
Brian's voice is going. When he was doing the old songs, so they were doing a new album. Yes. So they So they did a new album song and then something classic and then another new album song and then something classic, just like that, for the whole concert. And when he was doing the new stuff, it was made to fit his current range, and it was fine. But when he was doing some of the old stuff, you could tell he was stretching. Yeah. When uh, honestly, though, for someone who you can tell his voice was stretching, he still sounded great. Yeah, it, it did sound good, and yeah. I, I had a great time at the concert. Yeah. Uh, they played my very favorite ACDC song, "Shot Down in Flames." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but um, and that's probably an unusual favorite. Everybody loves Thunderstruck. If you haven't heard Thunderstruck, you don't watch sports at all. No, no I, was, I I think <laughs> if you're a sports fan, you've heard two ACDC songs minimum. Yeah. If not four. At least Back in Black and Thunderstruck. Back in Black, Thunderstruck, Highway to Hell, and yeah, maybe Shook Me All Night Long. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was a good concert. Um, I have, um, so before you guys were even thought of, before I was even dating your mother, I went and saw uh, Def Leppard on their Hysteria Tour twice. I would have paid so much to see them on their original Hysteria Tour. You have no yeah. idea. So I saw it once in um, our capital uh, city of Springfield uh, at uh, Prairie Capital Convention Center. Gotta say, don't think there's a bad seat in that place. And they played in the round, so every seat basically faced the stage. Um and then I saw the uh, next one at um, in uh, Champaign, uh, where the U of I is, and um, that I don't think there was a good seat in that place. Um, and the concert that I went to in Springfield was freaking off the chain. So Tesla opened for them. They were good. Then Def Leppard came out, and I couldn't hear because Tesla was so loud. And then... Um, not only did they play, uh, I think, almost every song off of that album and some of their stuff off of um, Pyromania, High and Dry, um, then they came out and did two encores. The second one, um, the second encore that they came out for, they didn't have material for. They had already shut down the lights and everything. Um, Joe Elliott got back out on stage waving his microphone around because the sound was off. I mean, they were done. They'd never done two encores before. That's what he said. We've never come back out for two encores. And he's like, we don't have anything to play. What do you guys want to hear? And everybody went nuts again, of course. And they, so he goes, you know what? We had a big influence on our band, and it was Led Zeppelin. You guys want to hear some Zeppelin tunes? And that for the next half hour, they just jammed Zeppelin tunes. It was great. Yeah, yeah something like that, especially so close to where we live. I would have loved to see something like that. Because yeah. I went to see Green Day in Champaign. And I, I can imagine what that, because I assume they played at the same place or at least very close to each other. And it was definitely, yeah, you're like, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think there's really a good seat in that house, but seeing something like that would have been amazing. Yeah. Um, I think the first concert that your mom and I went to see was also one of my favorites. It was uh, Queens, Queensryche's Promised Land tour, which was right after their Empire album. I called it Dark Empire. And, um, we had seventh row center stage tickets for that. I could have spit on the band yeah. and it was like theater. Yeah. Um, and we love theater. Here. Oh man. We love theater in this house. So, it, I mean, yeah, they'd come out and do a song and then after like two or three songs, the lights would go down and come back up and it'd be a completely different scene. Like just to real quick, give you a, for instance, 
he uh, the lead singer was walking down steps that had a sign that said bar pointed down. Lights went down, came back up, and it was a bar scene. And all the people with backstage passes were out on stage drinking beer like they were patrons at the bar. Drummer was behind the bar. And they did like three songs in the bar. And then, and they got best stage performance that year. Took it from Pink Floyd. Yeah. Uh, well, great. I was say something like that deserves it. If you go to that much effort, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that was another great concert. But, um, okay. So, um, yeah, that was our, uh, our favorite bands. So, most underrated. Uh, this one. Again, if you know me, this might not be as huge of a surprise, but they're one I've come to love more recently. You, most of my favorite bands come from, like, farther back in my childhood. Like, I've known about Green Day since I was, like, five. But uh, my this is a very recent, like, within the past two, maybe three years. Uh, they're a band called Set It Off. They're also a more rock band, but they're, uh, I think they actually started making albums when I was in elementary school. They were, I think that's when their first album came out. And their duality album is phenomenal. I love it so much. And they came out with a new album last year called Midnight. And that album, you can tell they've really settled into their sound. And any album that comes out after that's going to kick some serious ass. I don't think there's a bad like track in any of their albums. They're really good. That is. Um, uh, you've had me listen to a couple of their songs. Yeah, so. I like them a lot. Um, for underrated band, uh, I was going to say, uh, disturbed, but since they released that, uh, remake of, um, sound of silence, the sound, of, sound of silence, silence covers, that's the, better than the original. Sorry, Simon. Garfunkel. It is. Like, it, and I love Simon and Garfunkel, but holy cow. Um, his voice is completely off the chain. Yeah, it's like so. a God singing that song like at you. And, uh, so I would have said them until that happened. So probably now I'm going to say Blue Oyster Cult. Um, and that's such a weird band name. <laughs> uh, it's like in the top list of like, who, who named this? <laughs> um, but I mean, they had, uh, great songs like Don't Fear the Reaper, um, you know, Veteran of the Psychic Wars. So anybody out there that's ever seen the movie Heavy Metal, that's their contribution to that soundtrack. Um, and, um, also, how can you fault a band that made the song Godzilla? Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> only the best bands can make a, like a joke song like that and make it popular. Um, so looks like next up we've got, um, it was uh, going to be favorite album. Do you want to, do you want to do favorite album and most underrated album towards the end? Yeah, I think so. Because, uh, albums like that, like you can, we can end closer to that note, I think. So I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, so how about your, um, your favorite style of music? As you may have been able to tell from the entirety of what we've spoken about thus far, my favorite genre is classic rock, alt rock, any rock really. Uh, with a slight emphasis, I don't always listen. I don't listen to metal all that often. Hmm. There are a couple of exceptions. I'm actually going to talk about one later. But for the most part, I kind of steer clear of the more heavy metal type genre. And I am certainly into classic rock, hard rock, heavy metal. That's that's kind of my wheelhouse. Yeah. And um, if you couldn't tell from the last 10 minutes or however long yeah. we just spent talking about solely pretty much rock bands. Um, but uh, so, okay, we're we're pretty much on the, on the rock bandwagon. Um, how about um, an underrated style of music that we enjoy 
I'm t- I'm going to say two here, but I'm going to only talk about one because I think you might also mention the other one. Okay. Uh, techno and disco. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about techno because I think you're going to talk about disco. I have some. disco written down on my yeah. paper. Okay. Yeah. But uh, so <laughs> techno is one of those genres where I like to talk to people. I'm like, okay, you need to listen to some of this because... It, there's no in-between with techno. There's no mediocre techno. It's really good or it's shit. There's no in-between. I've never in my life heard a mediocre techno song. It's either something I want to turn off immediately or something I'm like, yeah, this is, I'm jamming. Like, it's fine. But um, <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like, sometimes I just really want to, like, have that kind of club music going on. And you actually, I feel like you don't hear techno as much nowadays. Most of it's kind of been taken over by pop. But, like... Go back and listen to some of the older techno. Like, some of it's actually pretty good. And if you hear one that starts out shit, you need to turn it off immediately because it does not get better. <laughs> but I, I think techno is underrated. It's, if only because the stuff that's good, I really enjoy. So, yeah, and I did write disco. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I, I don't know why you like disco so much. I mean, I know why. I, I grew up through disco. I mean, in the 70s, uh, I'm, I was born in 69. So, that was, you know, all the, the Bee Gees and ABBA. Yeah, see, and, but I love ABBA. Yeah. I think ABBA's a gr- I have a Mamma Mia sweatshirt jacket. <laughs> I, yeah, I, the, yeah, I love that kind of music. We actually watched a Bee Gees documentary the other day, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, hey, <laughs> I know who that is. Uh, but yeah, again, it's one of those more dance-type musics, kind of like techno, that I think people kind of shit on sometimes. Then it's like, it, some of it, yeah, some of it, again, some of it's shit, but... A lot of it deserves good recognition. And I like disco. I think disco as a whole is probably better than techno, but people forget about techno and I think it deserves it. I think, I think most people want to forget about disco, but I enjoy it. Yeah. Disco is good. Anyone who disses on Abba needs to get out of my house. (laughs) Well, I don't think anybody in our house disses on Abba. Well, that's because we keep all the Abba haters out. (laughs) So, um, all right. So that's our kind of our favorite styles. What about, specific parts of music let's say um instruments um i went back and forth on this four different times because i have four that i almost put here but overall you asked me to sorry i'm gonna burp here hit it yeah that was a quiet one i rattle windows normally guys it's fine (laughs) but um i think my favorite instrument overall because i can listen to it in bass acoustic electric form i love guitars i and if i could pick any instrument there's a lot i'd love to play i would love to play the guitar yep so uh i i wrote down it's a toss-up it's either rhythm guitar or bass and if i if you made me pick <sighs> i think you'd pick i didn't you have a bass at one point yeah so i used to actually play a little six string um i could play like the first 10 seconds of any song you wanted to hear and uh, that's about as far as I got with it. I would pick acoustic if I had a guitar because I think it's just twelve so. string acoustic sounds so rich. Yeah, um, there's yeah. a lot of good acoustic so, stuff. I'd um, even play a ukulele, guys. Just give me a small thing with strings. If we ever get past COVID and have a New Year's party again, ever uh, you'll have to ask uh, Jim O'Brien to pull out his acoustic uh, twelve string acoustic. Oh, that's right. I forget he has that. Yeah, I remember seeing those. Amazing. Ass. So, uh, yeah, it, honestly, though, I'd probably pick bass. Uh, yeah. that, because to me, it, you know, everybody says drums keep the rhythm. I think bass keeps the rhythm. And if you listen to tracks 
without bass and then you add the bass the music's just so much more full and and rich yeah i think it's actually funny because i remember you've kind of lived by that philosophy forever and one of my favorite characters in books he's a member of a band it's a three-person band they have a bassist a keyboardist and a drummer there's no guitarist Mm. which just proves it's like you can have a band with a bass you can't really have a band with like if like without a bass, they like make a six string bass too. Yeah, exactly. It's I I think because it's also like you've got that string element there, but it's not necessarily what you'd expect. And it was uh, the bass was one of the best parts of uh, Scott Pilgrim Saves the World. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. If none of you have seen Scott Pilgrim versus the World, go oh, watch it. The world. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. I mean, he does kind of also. Yeah. Question mark. It's it's an interesting movie. If you like Edgar Wright, go literally watch it. Uh, one of the scenes in that movie almost killed me because yeah. I could not get air. Yeah. I was I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Is Scott here? Uh, (laughs) He just left. (laughs) Okay, back to music. Yeah, back to music. Sorry, Scott Pilgrim. All right, so um, underrated instrument, then. You go first this time. Oh, saxophone. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I I wanted to play the saxophone when I was in band. Yes, I was in band. I know, shocker. She has no rhythm. Who's she? But um, instead of giving me the saxophone like I wanted, even though I made a sound come out of it, they gave me a baritone. Yeah. I am a very skinny person. Watching me carry a baritone is like watching a stick try and carry a log. <laughs> so, yeah, the, and it was a shame, too, because uh, I think that if they would have given you a instrument that fit you a little better, you might have stayed a little more interested in it. Yeah, so. like, sorry, baritone, I'm not lugging you around for the rest of my life. But um, the uh, saxophone, the saxophone, as I call it, um you know, that was really in a lot of um, late 70s, early 80s. And um, I, I still, to this day, enjoy listening. You know, so we even have a uh, Kenny G Christmas album. We do. And, we, um, like, we like saxophone in this yeah, house. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a very underrated instrument and not used much anymore. Yeah, not nearly as much as it is. Still, like, if you're a jazz person, oh, well, you'll still well, hear it a lot. Yes, but, and in, we're, and un, certain we're admittedly music, not jazz right. people in this house yeah. for the most part, as great of a genre as it is, but it is. Uh, saxophone's high. If, if you know jazz musicians and you know rock musicians, you know jazz musicians have a have it a lot harder their chords oh, are absolutely they are, do their chords are i i tried some of their chords when i was playing six string I, I i couldn't physically make my hand make those motions yeah they're they're impressive give so. jazz and classical deserve the most respect i think out of like any musicians in terms of how hard their music is to play um yeah and if you want if you want to uh, listen to some really good jazz guitar uh joe bonamassa holy cow he's awesome all so right. we have iconic jazz players everywhere, guys. Please listen to them. Um, All right. Uh, underrated instrument for me. You probably know this answer because I talk about it a lot. Uh, the synth. Yep, the synthesizer. 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 And again, that was like back in the 70s yeah. and, and, and some Maybe in the it's 80s. because I'm so obsessed with bands like ABBA and like that kind of style of music. Like you, even in some of like the older Disney movies, like think Mulan, for example. Would that soundtrack be, or the, sorry, I guess it's technically the score. Would that score be the same without a synthesizer? I don't think so. <laughs> it's it's really underrated because it's like you can use a synthesizer as an actual keyboard or it can have that jam in it. Like you hear Van Halen ever, their keyboardist, listen yeah. to Jumpin' Dreams again. Really, just Absolutely. do it. It's um, a great instrument and no one and, appreciates and it. And the most famous 
synthesizer in all of music opening for a song? Um, I assume it's an ABBA track. No. No? Um... Oh yeah, yeah. I'm still not have a train. Yeah, exactly. See, you're up the final countdown. Yeah, as I say, I'm telling you, it's everywhere, and no one appreciates it. Everyone's like, "Ugh, synth disco." I'm like, "Okay, but you don't listen to enough rock, then." Also, apparently. All right, synthesizer. Listen to it more. All right. Um, So actually, both of our instruments came from kind of the same era. Uh, I mean, we're more prominent in yeah. you know the kind of the same era. The synthesizer kind of outlasted saxophone, I think. Because people still kind of use it because I feel like you can use a synthesizer as just a regular piano now and it's easier to tote around than like an actual piano, if that makes sense. But yeah, I, I, I kind of agree that it's in prominent music, it's more outlasted. Yeah. Again, barring jazz. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, and then where are we to, or, uh, uh, how about, uh, guilty pleasure song band? Yeah. Just, uh, so, <laughs> uh, I, I used to not th- think I really had any because I, I'll admit, I think my music taste is pretty solid, but every, I think music taste is solid. but pretty much, I guess, as far as guilty pleasures go every now and then there's just a couple of like mid two thousands odd era bands that are a little, like, whinier, like, their voice tone is just, like... I have listened to the entirety of Secondhand Serenades, uh, Twist in My Story album. That man has one of the whiniest voices you'll ever hear on a human being. But I love that album to death. It, like, compared to the rest of my music taste, if you saw that album in there, you'd be like, who is this? Why is she here? I don't understand, but I love it. And there's another song, I actually had Dad listen to it forever ago. The lyrics are fantastic. This man's voice is whinier than secondhand serenades. If any of you are Jack's mannequin fans, I'm sorry his voice is not good, but I love his song Kill the Messenger, yeah. and I wish someone else would do a cover of it because I'd really like to hear it a little more rockified than it is because right now it's just like, eh. <laughs> it's very sad. <laughs> I don't, I hate that I like it so much because it's, re- like I said, it's really good lyrically, but that voice, ugh, eh, eh. <laughs> okay. Guilty pleasures for you. Uh, okay, so I catch a lot of crap about this from my uh, close circle of friends. I am a huge fan of Wham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I knew that. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I understand it's bubblegum music. I understand that it's, uh, you know, not uh, something that most people would call enduring, but I just love it. I <laughs> I'm sorry. Um but uh, also Deadpool kind of brought Wham back into the spotlight, so it's a little more cool to like Wham now. <laughs> well, yeah, with the Careless Whisper song, that was always a good song yeah. too. But yeah, that's um, a good song. Uh, and a good saxophone song, right there. There you go. See, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, and even the the most poppy of their songs, I I just enjoy. Um, I think uh, I couldn't listen to George Michael in an interview, but uh, I liked his singing voice. So, um, yeah, that's, that's all I got to say about it. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but, uh, yeah, wham is my guilty pleasure. Wham. Wham. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
so let's do um, not necessarily on the guilty pleasure track, but uh, a song or album you didn't expect to enjoy as much as you do. Oh, easy. You introduced me to um, the Black Parade album, My Chemical Romance. Uh, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I expected that to be the biggest pile of crap I'd ever no. listened to. And it was in freaking incredible. The entire album is solid. Is this foreshadowing for later in this episode? <laughs> Who knows? I might talk about it more later, but yes, fantastic album. Yeah, it was, uh, and and like I said, such a surprise I, because um, you've surprised me with a few things, um, more than a few, but a few big things. Um, that was one of them. Um, you made me listen to a lot of Red albums, and um, I liked some of their stuff. But when you hooked me up with My Chemical Romance, it was like, oh, my gosh, these guys are really, really good. And um, uh, another thing was when you made me sit down and watch Pitch Perfect. The I'm acapella like, you know movie. I'm, I'm going to sit down and do this because I want to spend time with my daughter. But this is going to be crap. And 15 minutes in, I was laughing my ass off. It was a great movie. Yeah, the second and third ones aren't near as good as no. the first. But the second one is still worth a rewatch for like two moments. But yeah, so that was mine. How about you? So, um, I've listened to Linkin Park for a lot of my life, but I'm not a huge Linkin Park fan. Like, most of their stuff, I think, is anywhere from, like, the mediocre to good range. I don't think I've ever heard a bad song, but I don't go out of my way to listen to them. Except, they have one song called Waiting for the End. I don't remember when it came out, and I actually didn't start listening to it until I started doing show choir stuff, because there was a show choir that incorporated it in one of their sets, and it's one of my favorite show choir sets ever. But... Something about that song, again, it's not something you'd really expect me to, like, listen to. It's it's in the rock genre, so it's not that crazy, but the way it's just orchestrated and performed is not necessarily something I usually listen to. But something about the lyrics and the way their lead singer sings it, rest in peace to him, by the way, it's sad he died. Yes. But um, it really speaks to me, like, hardcore, especially the chorus. I don't know what it is. And, like, that instrumental section near the end, it just, it's one of those songs where it's like, you said the hair kind of rises up. It, it gives me goosebumps sometimes. It's a good song. <laughs> yeah, Waiting for the End, Linkin Park. It's one of their more underrated songs. Everyone likes their In the End song better. Waiting for the End's way better. So <clears throat> I would like Linkin Park more if they'd make up their mind whether they wanted to rap or do rock. Yeah, they're they're better at rock. Let they me, are let, let, rock. let me just throw that out there. Yes, Have you heard are. what I've done and New Divide? Those are great songs. And yeah, New Divide is what made me decide that they needed to make up their mind because the rock parts of it kicked yeah. ass. Yeah, and Waiting for the End is definitely kind of the mix of the rock rap stuff, which is why I, we're not rap fans in this house. I'm sorry, we're just not. I know it's an underrated genre of music for a lot of reasons, but so, so you know, I used to actively hate it. Until a uh, co-worker of mine, Scott Livingston, actually, um, he had never listened to rock. I had never listened to any rap of any consequence. So we traded CDs all the time. And he'd feed me rap CDs and I'd feed him rock CDs. He ended up liking a lot of the bands that I gave him. And I actually found a few rap artists that I didn't mind. Yeah. I, I prefer, like, I talked about Set It Off earlier. They do a few more rap type sections in their songs and like you said Linkin Park does I like rap better what's name when it's like small moments in songs when it's not the whole thing I like when they can prove like their vocal like capabilities it's like yeah we can speed it up here and make it sound good still I just don't want to listen to a whole song like that for the most most of the time I'll say most of the time I think there's some like Eminem I think especially he's put out some songs I really love yeah uh, and and I will say this the reason that I like some of his work 
is because it's much more upbeat than traditional rap music seems like it is. It's like a lot of death and killing and slapping people around and stuff like that. And his music, even though he comes from kind of that lifestyle, um, if you if you listen to um, uh, the one he did for Eight Mile, yes, uh, uh, lose yourself, lose yourself. That's a great yeah. song. Uh, yeah, and it's if you listen to the lyrics, it's all about positivity. Yeah, and so. Uh, anyway yeah also um, if any of you listeners like if i don't know if there's any way for you guys to comment on any of those show us good rap people like we're open to like listening to good rap music so i'll try anything once yeah so if you've got any recommendations throw them at us because it's a genre i'd like to like more than i do so how about um a a group or a band or uh, just an artist or even just a song that you wouldn't think people would believe that you enjoyed? Uh, I talked about how I'm not a huge heavy metal person earlier, even though I'm a big rock fan. So this might not be as much of a surprise to most people, but it's, they're not as popular over here, I don't think, because they're uh, a European band. Uh, they're called Amaranth, and they are a heavy metal band over there. They came out with a new album this past October, and I've actually listened to them for a little while before then again because of I have a show choir background and I heard one or two of their songs there. I know, surprising, right? Heavy metal and show choir, what's that? <laughs> but um, I really like their stuff. Uh, kind of like what we were talking about with Eminem. A lot of their songs are, I don't know, it's something about the energy. What's their, they feel a little more upbeat. And some of the lyrics are also um, pretty good as well. Their, their clean vocals especially have always really impressed me. They've got really catchy choruses. I've been listening to their new album, Manifest, a lot lately, uh, which I actually also think is their best album. I know it's really early to be saying that, but I really think it is. <laughs> so if you're even a little interested in heavy metal and you've never heard of these guys, Amaranth, great band. Love them. And, you know, you have bands that go the other way, too, that have, like, more lively lyric or uh, uh, rhythms in their songs. And then you listen to the words and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, uh, so uh, Queen, Hammer to Fall. Yeah. Okay, it's a really upbeat, you know, Yeah. as I, far as rhythm and everything, but you listen to it and it's like, it's about death. Yeah. He's waiting for the hammer to fall. Yeah. That's, um... See My Chemical Romance's Black Parade album right. for some of that shit right there. <laughs> so... But yeah. No, Amaranth is very much about positivity. You see any of their interviews, they're all about staying upbeat and putting out music that's like positive influence, and I like that. That's... Um... Who would mine be? Um, I would say probably, uh, I, and I'm going to cheat on this and not put one in particular, um, country music. Yeah, uh, um, okay, yeah. So I am a huge rock fan, um, hard rock, heavy metal, but there are a lot of country acts that I really enjoy. And I will even say this, I think that modern country music is much closer in style to, like, say, Jerry Lee Lewis rock and roll. Yeah. But, um, it's, um, the thing I, I think I really enjoy about country music is most of the acts that I listen to in country music, they can sing. Yeah. And you can say that actually probably about most country singers. I think the problem with a lot of modern country singers is that I don't even know if it's intentional, but they sound like they're trying too hard yeah, to uh, sound like a country singer, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. it doesn't feel as natural. I like old country far better than new country. Oh, I can't stand crying your beer country. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I'll listen to, I have a few friends at school who really love country, and I'm like, it's fine. 
<laughs> like country and rap are my two least favorite genres. Sorry, country. At least you're better than rap. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I have to really be in the mood for country to like listen to. There are a few songs that really like, yeah, it's like, yes, this is catchy. But just in general, I think I would prefer to avoid country, unfortunately. Well, the okay. So when I get into uh, singers like Martina McBride, I think that she probably has one of the best voices in music, yeah. not just country no, music. No, she is. She's very good. And um, that's. I mean, and I could I could say some other artists, um, but I mean, really, there's there's some quality talent there. Yeah, I was gonna say there there are definitely a lot of country artists I respect and I think are great singers, but again, they're not they're kind of not any of those bands where I like actively seek it out, unfortunately. Okay, so um, what's next? Uh, let's do songs that we think everyone should hear once, or bands we think everyone should like at least know one song from. We kind of talked about one earlier, but I'll, I'll let you go first on this one again. Okay, so bands now is this bands that I think everybody knows at least one of their songs, um, you, or that I think that they should know a that song they from should this know band. a song by. Um, okay, so. This is a band that I think that if you've heard one of their songs, you've heard them all, and it's ACDC. I also put ACDC on my list. Um, but uh, everybody says, all their songs sound the same. I'm like, yeah, but they all sound all awesome. Good. <laughs> so, Again, I don't know a bad ACDC song. Yeah, or, uh, well, and there are ones that stand out more than yeah. others. I was going to um, say, but I wouldn't put anything below mediocre in their catalog, I don't think. Um... Oh, uh, fly on the wall album. It's it's uh, mediocre. Yeah. So uh, like like I, I I don't again I don't hate any of their songs. It's I, not, I will say this: I don't think I've heard Brian sing anything that's less fair. than mediocre. That's fair. Uh, I oh, I will say I do mostly listen to Brian. Yeah, I so I very rarely listen to no, no disrespect to Bon Scott. Yeah. No, um, no none. But, but uh, we definitely listen to Brian more in this yeah. house. So, uh, yeah, so I think that um, everyone should at least hear one song from ACDC. Um, and like I said, if, if you've been ever been to a sporting arena, you've at least heard Thunderstruck. Yes, at least. And I, I know people get tired of it because it's played all the time. But if you, if you step back from having heard it a million times and really listen to it, it really is worthy of the play that it got that's what made us sick of it though because yeah. we've just heard it forever at every disney musical i'll give you i'll give you another one uh the scorpions um shook me all night or not shook me uh, all night. rocky that's like a hurricane rocky like a hurricane um I that, love that song okay, so much. <laughs> if you listen if you listen to the music in it it's freaking amazing it's fantastic and but i've heard it so often it's no longer my favorite scorpion song yeah. and that's fair that's so. really fair it's probably still my favorite but it's really close with a couple others um, what do you think my favorite Scorpion song is, by the way? Um, I don't know. It's like, got the guitar that can almost make me cry. Uh, no, that I about said the Queensryche song. Um, I don't know. Which Still one? loving you. Oh, okay. So, um, as I say, there were like three that I was like, mm, so, it could be. so he's singing about still loving this, this woman. And, and then the guitars harmonize behind him. And at one point, the guitar sounds like it's just wailing. Yeah. It's just, yeah. See, yeah. my hair's standing up and I'm not even listening to it. Yeah. So. Yeah, we like uh, guitars because they sound like they can talk to you. Yes. Um, okay, so how about you? ACDC was mine. ACDC was on my list. I have two others. 
I'll start with a more modern pick because they're definitely more in the modern like rock scene, like kind of what we listen to. I think everyone should hear at least one Shine Down song. Ooh, tag yes. Um, they are. I again, they're another band where the stuff that they've put out. Like I think Amaryllis came out in 2012. Stuff that came out like oh, Amaryllis yeah. era and before is fantastic, and everything that came out after that is still good. Uh, but Shine Down for new rock, new newer rock. They've been around a little while now, but they're still in the like. And as far as older bands go, Sticks. Everyone oh, should yeah. hear at least one Sticks song. Two, that's another three. great. That's another great example. Yes, <laughs> I think I I love Sticks. I adore their greatest hits album is one of my favorite greatest hits albums ever. And you may quote me on that. It is not my favorite Bon Jovi holds that title, mm. but Styx is pretty freaking fantastic. Yeah. Styx is really good. Uh, but uh, and I'll even say this as much history as I have with Styx, um, I might pick shine down over them. I probably would His too. Voice tears me. He up. is one of Rock ballads by Shinedown kick more ass than almost any other rock ballads he I've redid, ever heard. They redid Simple Man, they, and it was better. It was so much better, better than, than the Leonard original. Skinner. And we love Leonard oh, Skinner Leonard in Skinner's this house. Great. We love Leonard Skinner, but we're just like, wow. Yeah, that was freaking amazing. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, okay, so uh, just a quick aside. Favorite Shinedown song? Oh, don't make me pick. Um, I Dare You. Ooh, I dare use probably one of mine too. Yeah, um, it's up there. Um, I I had to, I had to change that one around a few times, but um, there are some that I go to more immediately than I dare you if I'm just listening to Shine Down. But it, I dare use my favorite. Uh, the Follow You Down song. Uh, I'll follow you. I'll follow you. Yeah, yeah, that's probably mine. Yeah, although um, their Us and Them album was underrated. <laughs> Holy freaking cow! Uh, actually, Sound of Madness <laughs> is their best album. I like Sound of Madness. Uh, um, too. and Amaryllis is a great album. Yeah, Us and Them, which is the one I dare use on, is by far their most underrated. If uh, hey, yeah, let's just put that as the most underrated album of this podcast just overall like we mentioned our favorite underrated albums if we have to give you one listen to shine downs us and them it's That's, very very good yeah they've got something good going so all right um uh how about a song you've just been listening to a bunch lately yeah okay I'll i come. i know i i know this one um I'm a huge Chris Daughtry fan. Yep. Huge. Like his Ever, fr- we saw him on American Idol. We did. We like we used to watch American Idol. That's again, that's the, that's the music oh, level wait, we're at in this. All right, house. wait, wait, wait. I, I wanna I wanna quantify that. Yeah. I never watched American Idol until they got down to like the last sixteen people. That, that's fair. Yeah. Because I, 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 it was I, it was stupid until then. Yeah, no, and then but not, the last sixteen, they could all sing. I think that was just kind of our general consensus in this house. Like when they actually got like the main group of people like you knew it's like all right this is the group that was kind of when we started watching and we watched for like four years or so like back when it was really good Mm -hmm. and um love him his first album is still his best by far but all his stuff's again in the mediocre to very good range he came out with a new song for an album that was supposed to be released this year i think but it's coming out next year and it's called world on fire Mm. it kicks some serious ass it's kind of getting back into more of his original sound that i loved so much in his first album so why have you been listening to that um it's one of those <laughs> um 
I think Chris Daughtry has one of the most quintessentially rock and roll voices. He's kind of like the lead singer of Shinedown, where you just feel the rock and roll out of their every pore. And there's uh, there's one very specific section of the song. It's closer. It's like in the last. It's like you're getting into the last third of the song, where he is singing the chorus a cappella, no instrument behind, like, or at the very least, it's so low you can barely hear it. Like, you're, he's just letting that the full rock and roll tone come out and blast you with sound. If you're listening to it on a speaker, it's fantastic. And it, it it's just one. It, it's again, it makes that hair like stand up. It's he's such you got such a good voice, and I I love that he's kind of going back to this slightly harder rock style with this song. I think it's really where his voice shines. And I again, I've loved a lot of his newer stuff that he's done. I, I really appreciate a lot of, um, I think a lot of people gave, like, his Cage to Rattle album some shit. I thought it was fine. Like, he, he'd still got that voice. It's, like, I don't know. Something about him just really, that, and it just really gets to me. I don't even know how to describe it. Well, uh, I, I have to say that I was, I was shocked when he had his departure from. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Third place? Are you kidding me? I was upset. Yeah. It was like when Adam Lambert lost his year. He got second place. I'm like, the other guy was good, but he wasn't as he wasn't Adam Lambert good. Ah, oh, upset. He wasn't Adam Lambert good. That's a that's a level. And now Adam Lambert is the lead singer for Queen. So we know we know who won that battle really in the end. <laughs> um, so song that I've been listening to uh, the most lately, uh, Faith of the Heart. That's because it's the theme song to the um, television show Enterprise, and I've been binging. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You maybe listened to that earlier. All right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm only two episodes from finishing the entire uh, series. Who's that so by for people who don't know? I have no idea. Oh, all right. By. All right. Fantastic. Uh, but uh, if the question was, what song have you been listening to the most lately? That's been it. Yeah. Um, I've, I've really been going through um, a. Uh, a buying phase too of um, uh, of MP3s, and I've, I find very often if I buy the MP3s from Amazon, I can actually buy them cheaper by buying the CD that comes with the MP3s. So it's like the if you just buy the MP3s, it might be like twelve bucks, but if you buy the CD that comes with the MP3s, it's like eight. <laughs> so so I'll get the disc too and then pass the disc off to you or whoever wants it. And, yeah. I still and, use CDs in my car for those of you who are wondering why my father gives a 20-year-old CDs. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, um, my car is ancient. So <laughs> But I mean I and I'm 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 really trying to do like the best of, you know, the best of Bob C. Well, of course. Yeah, I was going to say there's we have a lot of like the best of Billy Joel album in my car sees a lot of use. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So um yeah, it's just. Uh, I think the my, some of my most recent ones was Bob Seger, um, and uh, the Hollies. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. All right. This is going to be one of my favorite sections. We need to talk about movie soundtracks and scores and well, how and how important they are uh, and some of our favorites. So yeah, um, music sound is the huge part of movies. Yeah. And uh, this is an easy, easy, easy pick for me. Oh, I wrote down five, but I know what my favorites are. Okay, so uh, my very favorite soundtrack to a movie ever 
kind of magic queen uh, highlander highlander is such a weird fucking movie uh. but i love it so much yes it's it's really cheesy and you can tell it's like wow they did not have a budget for this at all but it's good it is good and, and don't watch any of the other ones just the oh, and don't watch the theatrical release for god's sakes yeah. watch the director's cut i can honestly say the extended cut of highlander is one of the few extended cuts that should have been a theatrical cut yes because uh, most of the extended cuts i'm like okay yeah i get it like this is fun for an extended cut but the theatrical cut was for theaters and i get it um for those of you who have seen highlander and you've only seen the theatrical cut the the stuff that they cut out completely explains your questions for the movie like who is Rachel? How is she related to Connor? And, you know, obviously he cares for her. And it's like they, one they scene. It, That's all they needed. a five-minute scene. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. It's Because, like, again, there are some extended cuts that are just like, okay, this needs, like, you could have left that out. But I think Highlanders is much better but, with it. But Queen did an exceptional job. Yeah. Not that Queen did a terrible job. I was going to say, Queen, Queen never anything, has done a terrible but, job at anything in their life. Um, but but um, uh, uh, Who Wants to Live Forever uh, will still make uh, your mother cry. Yes. Uh, we did Who Wants to Live Forever and one of our show choir shows. It was my sophomore year. We did a quote-unquote British Invasion show, and they did Who Wants to Live Forever. I was like, oh, my God, people know what good music is. <laughs> yeah. I was so upset that show never won anything. So that that's uh, my very favorite soundtrack, and there are—I mean, I could name a uh, yeah. dozen. Yes, there. But if you made me just nail down one, um, yeah, that's probably it. Um, I have a bunch. I want to. There are a few on here that I'm just gonna. Hans Zimmer is one of the best score composers for movies existing ever, and he deserves all the praise. I think I have two on here. Pirates of the Caribbean and Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. He also did the Lion King. Mm. Give him all the praise, bow to him. He did the Dark Knight soundtrack score, not soundtrack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah, he's everywhere. Uh, <laughs> appreciate Hans Zimmer. This is Hans Zimmer Appreciation Hour. But my favorite movie score of all time, this is just the instrumental, the How to Train Your Dragon score by John Powell. Especially the first one, but all three are very good is I listen to it every single day. Not the whole thing, but there, are, but there are pieces from that score I listen to daily. It is that, I guarantee you, I have listened to the his score called Test Drive in there, number 11 on the score, more than any other song in my life. Hmm. Guarantee it. Uh, but as far as like actual soundtracks go, like with actual songs, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my god, I love uh, that. It's so good. Yeah. And for TV shows, uh, we talked about it our first episode, the Umbrella Academy <laughs> has one that kicks ass. Both seasons have had fantastic soundtracks. You know, oh, so uh, you, you've given a few. I, I've got to I've got to put in an yes. honorable mention. Either one of the two disc um, of Forrest Gump. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> another great one. Yeah. That's fantastic. So um, yeah, there's a billion of them out there. Yeah. So um, I I kind of went with the all, yeah all no I yeah though. no you you picked a good one. That's honestly of all of them, even including like the just Hans Zimmer Appreciation Hour. Your overall soundtrack is probably the best. Kind of magic is fantastic. It is. It's amazing. Well, Queen was just amazing. Yeah. So well, they're still amazing. They're still killing it. If they're still touring when they're this old. 
So it's the holidays. It is the holidays. Um, let's. How about favorite Christmas music? Um, I know my favorite is probably. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Song. Yes, song. Song and by who? Uh, okay. Yes, song by who? Because everyone's done a cover of a Christmas song from here until the end of time. But my favorite Christmas song is one A, no one would ever expect, and B, most people probably haven't even heard of. Hmm. Uh, Christmas in Killarney, the Bing Crosby one. With all of the folks at home. Yeah, with all, I love that song. It's one of those, it's, again, it's, it's Christmas in Killarney. With all the folks at home. <laughs> and it's, it's so upbeat and catchy. And so many Christmas songs are just, they're a little more slow and like, oh, yes, it's the most wonderful time of the, it's like, yes, okay, I get that. But like, I don't know, something about, it's just the right mix of upbeat and it still has like that, like home cooked song kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. And I really like it a lot. Okay, so uh, you said Bing Crosby. Yes, he's and he's the quintessential Christmas person, by White the way. White Christmas is mine, and uh, it's Bing Crosby's. Yeah. So um, we should say that we have Bing Crosby's Christmas album, yes. and we play it when we decorate tree and that kind of stuff. And we all, we also listen to Perry Como a lot. And Bing we, and Perry are like our top. We also two. listen to uh, Kenny G's. Yes, Kenny G Christmas album and the Muppets. John Christmas Denver album. and the Muppets. <laughs> Never underestimate the power of the Muppets, guys. They're they're pretty great. The um, yeah, but Bing's the, the quintessential dude. Yes. Also, White Christmas is a musical, and you should watch it. Um, but yeah, I love his voice. Very yeah. rich. Yes, <clears throat> the so. Christmas man. We appreciate you, Bing. Sorry, you're dead. Um, musicals. We've said we've we watch theater. We yes. like musicals. Yes, and I um, have a big theater background since I've worked in theater for a while. All right, uh, so, so I have a lot of favorites. Best musical but soundtrack. Best musical soundtrack. It's so hard for me, but there's a reason it's my favorite, and I have to say it's Little Shop of Wars. I love that. I love It's so delightfully <laughs> creepy. You'll be a dentist. Dentist <laughs> is a great... Skid Row is my all-time favorite. I love Skid Row. It's my all-time favorite musical Suddenly theater Seymour's number. Suddenly Seymour. Somewhere That's Green is good. Yes. Um... Feed Me is a great song. It's <laughs> it, it's it's that kind of musical that could only have been made when it was made. If you tried to make something like that, now people would be like, that's stupid. But it's fan, it's fantastic. I love it so much. It's honestly, if I had to pick one musical to watch for the rest of my life and no other, it would be Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, so uh, this is just a recent event for me, but, uh, well, fairly recent. It's been a few years. Um. <clears throat> My favorite musical soundtrack, Rock of Ages. I had Rock of Ages on my list. It is my second favorite musical. So, it is also a jukebox musical, which we should specify is different than an original sound, score right. soundtrack so, musical. So it takes all of my all the '80s songs that yeah. I loved, yeah. and and some I went into the '70s too, didn't yeah, it? A little bit, I think, just a bit. So, but uh, and who knew Tom Cruise could sing? How dare he! <laughs> Also, I should mention the stage version is a little bit darker than the movie, so it's good to watch both and compare, because the movie is good and the stage musical is very good. There's a few differences, but not much. But they also do mashups that I really yes, like I in that know. show. I that, know! Um, the guy who plays the main dude, Drew, he doesn't do rock and roll like in his actual music career, and I want to like take him by the shoulders and shake him. I'm like, why not? <laughs> I don't understand. You've got a good rock and roll voice. So, uh, yeah, so I, and that was, that was recent. If you, if you made me say before then, boy, you know what? I, I missed Little Shop of Horrors or I might've picked that. I love Little Shop. Probably one of my favorite, just 
fun musical soundtracks that I that I enjoyed was The Sound of Music. I'm, I'm going to talk about The Sound of Music later, but so, um, <laughs> uh, it is phenomenal. All right. Um, what's that lead us to now? All right. Uh, let's do, uh, we said we were going to save favorite and most underrated albums, so oh. let's do those. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite album? Um, we mentioned it. You said it was something you didn't expect. Welcome to the Black Parade is my favorite album of all time. Really? I have it on CD. I have it all bought on MP3. I have it on vinyl. And it's got, and it's like the nice vinyl too, with like the nice artistic cover. So let me tell you why I think that's such a good pick. It's because it's not just good music, but it's a story, story album. album. I love story albums, yes. which is one of the reasons I love Green Day too. By the way, American Idiot and Twenty First Century Breakdown are freaking phenomenal. Yes, especially American Idiot. They're but they're, 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 they're both fantastic, and I don't know what it is about rock story albums that just hit different. But you hear something, especially because they're in the emo genre, so everything's already painfully raw. You can feel the journey this character is going on. You can feel every single stage of what he's going through. And it's all filled with so much agony, but also at the same time, it's gorgeous. And I don't even know how to describe it half the time. I listen to it so often. It's one of the best albums just ever, I think, first of all, but it's also just my personal favorite. So um, uh, even if you don't think that that one is the best overall, one of the one of the best-selling rock albums of all time is a story album. Yeah. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. And it deserves to Holy be the, one of the best-selling so albums of all time. So that was almost what I picked yeah. for my favorite album. Yeah. But then I'm like, you know what? I uh, As much as I've listened to Floyd... The album that I ended up picking is the one that I've listened to the most, uh, and it was the most fun for me to listen to, and that was Def Leppard's Hysteria album. Yeah, and I also, uh, that's actually, I don't know, no, you know what, I do, never mind, I was like, I don't think I have that on vinyl, but I do. Um, It's (laughs) It's good. (laughs) uh, Almost, uh, not every song, but I think there was only two, maybe three songs on the album that weren't released. Yes. It was, and it was on the top right. of the charts for weeks and weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks. And it, it deserved it too. Like, and, and again, it's an, Hysteria is another one of those albums that if it had been made closer to today, I don't think it would have been as gotten like the recognition it deserved. Like it still would have been popular among the rock crowd, but like Hysteria is such like a quintessential rock album now. And I think that if it hadn't come out when it did, it would not have that quintessential status. And I don't think that'd be fair. Yeah. It's uh, and, so it was the first album that uh, they came back with after their hugely successful Pyromania, which was also a great album. Yes, it was. But um, between Pyromania and Hysteria, of course, Rick Allen lost his arm in the car wreck, and so that he had to be uh, he had a high tech drum set that he so he could drum with one arm, and it it even had its own uh, article in Popular Mechanics. Yeah. Dedication is what that's called, yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, and dedication by the band to wait on him. Oh, absolutely. I it's mean, like no, this is our drummer. Rise, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that's uh, well, and then they released like their best album ever. So it didn't. It, like they're like, okay, yeah, he's got one arm, but he's still kicking all of your asses, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, I that's I understand that completely. That's a great album. As far as uh, underrated album, um, so I like Metallica a lot. Yes, and I think that their S and M album caught a lot of shit. That it. Uh, some of it, okay, I can see it's, it was maybe their best work, 
but there was a lot of good stuff on there. First of all, anytime that you um, hook up with the was the San Francisco San Francisco Orchestra, and you can still put out songs like No Leaf Clover. Uh, that's not the worst album ever made. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's hard, especially with pop. Metallica is enormously popular. Like, I don't know if there's a metal band more popular than Metallica. So when they have something that's still good, but I talk about like Game of Thrones, like their last season is still better than like any fantasy show on TV at the time, but it's so much lower than the bar they set for themselves. Yeah, Metallica's kind of the same way. I agree with you. I, I honestly, that didn't even enter my head, but it's like, I, I, I see it. Like, so back when they were doing stuff like master of puppets, which is a great album. Yes. Um, uh, they were my, my workmate, Jeremy called them, uh, Metallica. But as soon as they did stuff like the black album, they became Illuminica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Black album. Black album is actually probably my favorite metallic uh, yeah, album. I think that's a lot of people's favorites. Yeah, as good as Master of Puppets is, I think I like the Black album better. Um, how about you? Um, you mentioned that I introduced you to Red, yes. and I still Red was my favorite band for a long time before Green Day eventually overtook them because I just like their music better. But uh, Red is a Christian rock band, and it should be noted that I am not Christian, and I found them on accident. So is Skillet. So yeah, who would have guessed that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Skillet's good, but I actually like Red better. And my biggest problem with Red is that they have some songs that really, like, chill me, and then some songs that are absolute shit. Like, that's my biggest problem with them as a whole, because uh, they, they're one of those bands that kind of try and get more into the metal genre, and, like, he's kind of got the voice for it, but they're not a metal band. And it doesn't really work a lot of the time. Like, their album released The Panic, which is not the album I'm going to mention, but there are a few songs on there that I'm just like, Ew, <laughs> that's disgusting. What are you doing? But um, my favorite album by them, and it's actually probably still in my top 10 favorite albums, is their Until We Have Faces album. Mm. It is very, very good. Chop off the first song, I have no problems with it. I don't care for Feed the Machine, it can go away. <laughs> but it, it's kind of like, it's one of their better metal tracks, but I just still don't care for it. But the rest of that album, I've listened to it quite a bit. Uh, that not alone song that I told that I introduced you to mm -hmm. is still one of my favorite all time songs. That's you on that fed album. me at least three of those CDs. Yes, I gave you that one, uh, Innocence and Instinct, and um, I think their first one maybe Into Silence. I think because I don't think I had released a Panic then. But yeah, Until We Have Faces is probably my favorite of the of their albums. Also, just the most underrated album because no one knows who Red is like barely at all. I don't know if they play them on Christian rock stations, but I never hear them on the radio. So I don't know. After you wash them enough, they become pink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, see. I kind of want to put like their, cause their until we have faces album cover is like completely red. It's like, if I stuck this, would it actually go pink? Let's find out. <laughs> All right. Where does that put us? All right. Um, so we're, that's most of what we have to say, but All we right, want to no, give well, hang on a recommendations. I have I to tell a story. On ooh, sto ooh. So, um, this happened when you were still pretty young, um, and, uh, rock band had just come out. The Guitar Hero equivalent, but with singing. A and drums. And, and drums. Yeah, had, Before Guitar Hero World Tour was a thing. Right. So, um, and we had, we had it in our house and yes. we played it quite often. Yeah. And even as a young bean. 
I yep yep I was very young like uh, elementary school age young yeah so I was yeah, small you were, you were really young but um, you would um, get get up and you would sing yeah I sang because I was terrible at the guitars right I, I was very very bad because I have no coordination but you could belt it out yeah I, like I said I can sing so, okay um so <laughs> the two of us actually the four of us went into Best Buy one day and your mother and Maggie. <laughs> Uh, decided that they were going to go next door to PetSmart to pick up stuff for the dog. And <laughs> so we were cruising around Best Buy, and we came across their um, rock band display, and there were three, I, I bet only one of them was old enough to drive. Yeah, they they were like high school, and one of, like the one that was old enough to drive was maybe, maybe like college age, maybe. And, and we sat there, and we watched them play the guitars and play the drums and everything, and uh, to... The, the oldest one's credit, after they finished their songs, he took the guitar off and offered it to you and said, hey, you want to play? And you said, I'll sing. <laughs> so he put his guitar back on and gave you the mic, and you picked out three songs to play and, and to sing. And uh, so uh, to pull up the image for you, right now there's just people mingling around Best Buy and us standing there. And uh, do you remember the three songs that you picked? I think I remember two of them for certain. I'm, I, I'm I'm fuzzy on the third. Okay. Uh, what do you think it was? Vaseline by Stone Temple Pilots. That was one of them. Epic by Faith No More. That was one of them. And I think the third one was In Bloom by Nirvana. It was. I think it was. So so In Bloom was the first song you sang. Yes, yes, it, it's always the first. Vaseline song was the second song that you sang. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, by the time you were done with in bloom, and by the way, in bloom, <laughs> this is this is an elementary school girl. I like Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. Doing Nirvana, you should uh, read the lyrics to that. Yeah, uh, or, or actually, any of these songs. Yes. So, um, so then by the time the first song was finished, there was like four, maybe five people, like including gath- you, <laughs> gathered around watching yeah. you guys play. Then you did Vaseline. And by the time that you were done with that, there was maybe 10 people (laughs) watching you guys play. (laughs) And then this little girl starts belting out, it's it. What is it? Epic by Faith No More. Which is still the only Faith No More song I know. (laughs) (laughs) And by the time you were done, there was a huge round of applause Almost everybody in the store, including clerks, were over there watching you guys play. They were like, sing. get this, get over here. <laughs> Jerry, I Jerry, am, get over here. <laughs> I am so sorry that your mother missed that. Oh my gosh. It, I, I remember, I don't, you know what? I don't even remember the applause. I just, honestly, the song I remember most clearly doing was Vaseline, <laughs> which is hysterical. And what's even funnier was these guys who were very obviously older and more coordinated than me and probably had been playing Guitar Hero and Rock Band longer than I had, I outdid them and all like I had higher percentages than yes, all of did. them. It was so funny. I was like eight. <laughs> yeah, she uh, and uh, it should be singing along and then tapping on that mic. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, if so. you ask me to do that now, I might be a little more mortified because I have terrible anxiety. But. The only other thing that brings to mind about Rock Band was when we were over at my folks for uh, Christmas and we were playing Rock Band with Tony. Yes, uh, your uncle. Yes, my uncle, and, dad's brother. And uh, 
So we uh, it was uh, Boston's More Than a Feeling. Yes, which is also their best song, by uh, the way. Boston's an awesome group. So, but uh, so you got to the uh, I closed my eyes and I slipped away and had to hold that. I still can't hold that and, note. <laughs> so you got about. <laughs> You got a few seconds into it, and then you just stopped and dropped the mic and turned around and goes, this is a really long note. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I keep singing. I'm like, I will not. <laughs> it's too much. I can't. Oh, man. Okay, so let's uh, let's close this up. So um, how about we end with some so, recommendations yes, uh, for That was what I was audience. going to suggest because um, I do want to, uh, I want to start, uh, let's do like back and forth. Let's do five each. And I want to start because I'm going to bring up something that you brought up earlier. Okay, shoot. Um, you mentioned The Sound of Music earlier as mm-hmm. your older musical. If I had to pick one musical, even for people who don't like musicals, for people to listen to, it's that one. That It is so quintessentially musical while still having a good story and excellent performances. Julie Andrews? Mm-hmm. Great. Oh my God. Yep. She's phenomenal. You can feel she's got so much energy in every performance. She's like, like the, she's one of, again, one of those kind of quintessential musical voices. Yep. I think everyone should see the sound of music. Everyone who likes movies, anyone who's ever watched a production of something should see the sound of music. It's very, very good. It's musically good. It's, it's written good. I, I don't even know what else to say about it. It's fantastic. Okay. Well, I didn't mark down any any musicals that I think that everybody should listen to. So uh, I am going to say that if you have never listened to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon album, that is something you need to do. Yeah, it's a quintessential rock album as opposed to a quintessential musical. I it, yeah, it, it's popular for a reason. It's one of the most selling albums of all time. For People a have approached me and said the Wall is their best album, and I'm like, you are as stoned as you should be as a Pink Floyd fan. And don't get us wrong, the Wall is a great Wall's album. A great album. Wall is yeah. also probably in the top albums of all time, all things considered, top hundred, top whatever. But yeah, Dark, Dark Side, Side of the Moon's better. <laughs> it really just is. Uh, sorry, Wall fans, and the Wall again is great. We love the Wall. All right, back to you. All right, uh, talked about them earlier. Again, listen to Shine Down. Do it. Okay. Of, of today's bigger name rock groups that are more modern that didn't come out in like the eighties or whatever. That we obviously uh, we've talked a lot of like eighties, seventies, nineties rock. Listen to Shine Down. They've got again quintessential rock voice. They're they've got good belt notes. They've got they, and a lot of their songs are like surprisingly poignant. It's um. They're, one of their newer albums is called Attention, Attention, where all the names of their songs are in caps. And there's one called Get Up. It's um, you mentioned We mentioned, like, I Dare You and I'll Follow You. Mm-hmm. Of their newer ballads, that one's got some oomph to it. Like, you're like, this is kind of a good song for, like, the kind of world we're living in right now. Like, things are kind of shitty. <laughs> and this song is literally telling you to get off your ass. It's like, you can do it. It's fine. And I think it's important that they're doing stuff like that, that they are able to reach people that way with their music. Okay. Um, I'm going to say um, that everyone, before they kick the can, should listen to songs by Martina McBride. Um, uh, there's a few in particular. Uh, Concrete Angel has, has to be one of them. But um, if, um, you know, just grab her greatest hits and um, and take a listen. You will be amazed at not only her range, but how strong she is all the way through it. Yeah. 
it's she's impressive. I, I mean, again, I don't listen to a lot of country music. I barely even listen to her, but every now and then I'm just like, I can use some Martina. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. You, you kind of feel her in your soul. Um, all right. Um, I mentioned, um, scores and soundtracks earlier, and I talked about it a little bit already. Listen to the How to Train Your Dragon score. Just really do it. I, I can't express how good it is, how, uh, like, Dad knows. I listen to it so much. I I hear it at least weekly. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 like I said, I listen to it pretty, uh, at least one track from it pretty much every day. I'm, uh, I said earlier, I'm a huge instrumental score, like things that engulf you. There's, there, especially like their more dramatic moments. It, it does that. It really makes you feel like you're in those moments. I can picture the entire movie frame by frame just by listening to the score. That's how powerful it is. That stuff like that's important to tell people about, I think. Okay. Um, this one you are going to have absolutely no clue about. Great. Fantastic. I love that for me. If you enjoy good vocals and you can handle country music, Chris Stapleton. Really? Oh, yeah, I've yes. never heard of him before. Um, because I, I haven't really brought him home, but um, I listen to him at work a lot. I see. And um, he does songs like Tennessee Whiskey. Uh, one of the most soulful voices you will ever hear put to music. Um, very impressive. So, um, yeah, huh. just got to do that. Interesting. I might take a, take a look for him. Um also, more um, these last two are actually slightly more instrumental, but I want to save the best for last. So, I love epic instrumental scores, and a lot of people do that for like trailer music for movies and stuff. So, I kind of try and look for music with that vibe. Um, two Steps from Hell and Audio Machine both do kind of trailer esque music. I think some of it has been used in trailers, but they do whole albums of it. And it's all good. <laughs> it's it's sweeping, it's soaring. Sometimes it's more like, it, it's meant to convey emotion because you can't, ha most trailers don't have like actual like lyrics in there. Like they want to, you want to hear the characters talking, you want to get an idea of what the movie's about. So the score is important for stuff like that. But it's similar to like an actual movie score. But it's usually a little more compact. Usually it's not quite as long. But there are a lot of really good songs by them. I have a. I need to make just a playlist and like shove it out in the world of their best songs because I, I know that it's technically two different ones, but they both accomplish the same thing. So, Two Steps from Hell and Audio Machine. Please listen to them. They're so good. Okay. After the. Um. So, Scorpions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to mention them because in. It's a little bit, it's a little bit different for uh, them than it is for some of the other groups that I listen to because not only do they harmonize guitars so well, but the voice that is uh, the lead singer's voice is just so um, it's it's another instrument. It really is, um, and sometimes you can't tell where the guitars stop and his voice starts. Yeah, and that's impressive. Uh, and like I said, Boston does that pretty well too. They do also, yes. But uh, the uh, the Scorpions are just masters at it, um, and they've got so many great tunes. So definitely, before you kick it, you got to do that. All right, 
I've been, I really wanted to mention them a bunch during this whole thing, but I wanted to save them for last because I think they're so singular that, and so unexpected also. They're also a bit more instrumental, but they combine instrumental and rock. Two cellos. Ooh, I like two cellos. Yes. Um, they, I almost put them for most unexpected, like, thing I didn't expect to enjoy as much as I did. But I've seen two cellos in concert. They are phenomenal to see live, but they not only have they done cello covers of rock music and pop music, they've done, uh, what, I think they did like a whole like movie score album and like, I don't even, I don't know if some of it was TV, but, and they also do their own stuff and they're amazing. You just like, how many bows do they go through in like a day? <laughs> like they are playing those cellos like their life depends on it like if they don't do it their family will starve was it steve vi that they did the yes, video with did. for highway to they hell they did a cover of highway to hell with steve vi <laughs> yeah. how fucking awesome is that that was crazy they did uh they've done uh they did thunderstruck they did the game of thrones soundtrack they did welcome to the jungle they've done they did smooth criminal they actually did smooth criminal on glee if you ever watched glee <laughs> I, uh, um, I tried not to, but I yeah, accidentally he, caught some while you were watching. Yeah. Um, God, what else have they... But, again, yeah, they've just done... They are fantastic. Not, and not something you ever would expect. Like, a lot of people talk about, like, uh, instrumentalists like Lindsey Sterling, who's also fantastic and puts mm-hmm. out a bunch of great albums, yeah. but... and. Two cellos deserves uh, and all the If we're going to say Lindsey Sterling, let's talk Hailstorm. Oh. Aren't <laughs> and, they good? Yes, another great, more modern rock band. Also, I'm sorry for that ungodly noise I just made when he mentioned Hailstorm. I did not mean it. I'm yeah. glad this is almost over. Um, <laughs> they are fantastic also. Yes, Lindsey Sterling and uh, she. it's Lindsey Sterling's song. She actually, it's not a Hailstorm song. It's called Shatter Me. It's yes. fantastic. But, uh, but she got uh, Lizzie Hale yes. to do the vocals. The vocals She's got really a good. hardcore rock voice, Lizzie and, Hale does. Yes, if you haven't heard anything from Hailstorm, uh, definitely. Also, I mentioned Lady Gaga earlier, and they did Bad Romance also, and oh, they did right. the guitar with like the... Good, good stuff. Good cover album. Listen to Hailstorm. But yeah, two cellos. Please listen to two cellos. They deserve more love. No one appreciates them enough, I don't think. I don't know that many people in real life besides us who know about them. And if, so if we're talking to the younger audience out there, you got to listen to some Journey. Yeah. Uh, and most so, people have. Yeah. I don't know of a single person. Even if by accident. Yeah. Like who hasn't heard Don't Stop Believing. Who hasn't heard Faithfully at a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies if you've never been to any weddings and yeah. haven't heard Faithfully. but. <laughs> um, so, all right. Bonus. Not on the list. Ooh, bonus? If you were to pick a single Disney movie. Which one has the best soundtrack? Um, uh, <laughs> ah, uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, not my favorite, but I want to shout out to Phil Collins for going as hard as he did on the Tarzan soundtrack. Um, I know what you're going to say. So before you say it, let me tell you what I think you're going to say. Okay. You got it? Yeah. Lion King. Really? No. Okay. Um, Lion King has the best, perhaps, score of any Disney movie. As far as actual soundtrack goes, I think one I enjoy listening to more than any other Little Mermaid. 
Really? Yeah. yeah uh, Little Mermaid and Hercules are tunes. both pretty up there. Hercules has that pep in your step, but... Aladdin's good. Aladdin is good. Yeah. Uh, Aladdin is actually one of my, if not my favorite Disney movie. But as far as like actual like soundtrack goes, Little Mermaid's like... It's got Partier World. It's got Under the Sea. It's got just... You can... I think you could probably... If you've seen Little Mermaid more than once, you can probably hum any of the songs in that movie. It, it's very good. Kiss yep. the Girl. Yeah, I like the Little Mermaid soundtrack. I like the Lion King soundtrack. A lot yeah. of Disney soundtracks are worth listening yeah. to. Yeah, I know a lot, especially like even like Frozen. I know let it goes overplayed, but it's a good song. It is a good song. It's and even and honestly, I think Frozen Two has the better soundtrack. It's just not as catchy as yeah. the original. I think that overall the song. I keep hitting my cord. <laughs> I I think that the overall songs in frozen 2 i just like more after listening to them more often but frozen one is more catchy well um so what about you then okay so i know what it is what do you think mine is um i think your favorite is it mulan 100 percent. yeah yep absolutely and what's so funny is mulan only has four songs yeah but, uh, but they're uh, even a girl worth fighting for which is objectively the least good but, I liked it too. But it's good. And, and, and also Mulan is, if not my favorite Disney, uh, and I'm talking like the animated. Yes, you know, yeah, like uh, the yeah. old time Disney musicals. If it's not my favorite, it's certainly in my top three. Now, I know we didn't mention it at all, but objectively the most important Disney musical that I think people should see, Beauty and the Beast. Awfully good. Um, it like I know we mentioned like literally every Disney Renaissance musical, but Beauty and the Beast. But if you're going to watch one and you haven't watched Beauty and the Beast, it's there's a reason it's was it's fantastic. I think that was actually also the first year animated films were nominated for Best Picture. There's a like they're like all right we oh, got it might it. have been yeah there's the, there's a reason they added the Best Animated Feature category and I think it was that movie. Uh, you want to add a anime? Intro, outro. Oh, but but we know what our favorite anime intro is. <laughs> can, can you tell we talk about music a lot in this house? <laughs> well, and what is it? Uh, it's Through the Night by Outlaw, on the Outlaw Star. Uh, that's the intro, right? Not the outro? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Or is that... Uh... Is that Through the Night? Yeah, it's called, it, it, it's called Through yeah, the Night. Through I just... Night. I never... Yeah, rem- I think it. it's the intro. Yes. Uh, uh, best anime intro ever. My favorite anime ever. And it's... Again, got that rock and roll feel. Listen to the whole thing. It's like four minutes long. Yeah, it really is. And you know what? I don't understand a word they're saying, but it's damn catchy. Yeah. It's like if uh, I knew any Japanese, <laughs> I would felt this all the time. I still uh, listen to it. Excuse me. So uh, as much as, and uh, it is my favorite, uh, but I have uh, to give an honorable mention to, to Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop yeah. Tank. Yeah. So. yeah. Real right. Folk Blues is actually probably Real my folk favorite blues is really outro. Good too. Yeah. I love uh, I need to finish watching Cowboy Bebop. I haven't done that. Oh, yeah, it's criminal. Yeah, I know. In this house. All right. Well, is there anything else that we need to cover? Uh, no, let's not, because otherwise we'll be here another half hour. Uh, we've I've, been here almost an hour and a half. Yeah. So this is our longest episode yet. Um, take, please take our recommendations to heart and send us some of yours. We we like music clearly, and we hope you enjoy what we've given you to listen to. Yep, so uh, until uh, the next time that we get together, hey, I want to do an episode with your Uncle Rich about our uh, top ten favorite list, yes. our top, all-time top yeah, ten Yeah, we list. mentioned our uh, <clears throat> lifetime top tens in a few other episodes, so, so come back next time for that. All right, so uh, until then, I'm the past. And I'm the prologue. And we'll catch you later. See you next time. <laughs>